Try that again, shall we? Just try it a fucking again. Why do it first time, you know, when you can do it second time? Yeah, or third time, or fourth time, or suck a dick time. Yeah, Monday morning is now renamed Sucker Dick Time. I hope you've all slept well, guys. I hope you're all well rested over the weekend because I'm afraid to say, no, it's not time to go back to work. It's time to suck a dick, all right? It's time to get down on your already blistered knees, yeah, and start honking on the Johnson of life, okay? Start fucking sucking the uncircumcised member of reality. Yeah, put it betwixt lips, put it betwixt teeth, wrap your tongue around it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and and take it all the way to fruition. Yeah, because that's the only way you're going to make something of yourselves. In this twisted, godforsaken, fucked up world where the internet doesn't work properly, and I'm, Jesus, and I'm just expected to like that, am I? I'm expected to just, just take that in the arse like a bitch, eh? Fucking hell, I wasn't expecting the triggering to come quite so quite so early on. Jesus Christ, I swear to God. Unforgivable behaviour. Um, no one is here watching because they're all on probably the other bloody video where it's just, you know, where, where it's not working. I just, I swear, just, it's all too much, man. It's all too God damned much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing our best. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. No! Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Why do stuff the easy way? Why do stuff the easy way when you can do it the fucking dickhead way? You can do it the arsehole way. You can do it the Epstein way. You can do it the... You can do it the jump up drum and bass way. You can... Why, you know, why make... Why why make life easy for yourself? Why walk through life with ease? You know, why swan through existence like you've... No problems at home. <laughs> why, 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 why do that? Why, why, why live uh, a blissful, you know, simple, easy, and carefree existence when you can just bang your head repeatedly into a brick wall until the blood drips down from your forehead into your eyes and blinds you permanently? What? Th th surely that would be a much better option, wouldn't it? Unforgivable. Unforgivable, right? Okay, so it looks like we have some semblance of, of working now. I don't know. Let me post the stream in the Discord. I, it's just oh, it makes me physically sick. Oh my god! Here, it's there. Fuck my life. Okay, that's good. That's fine. Um, did everybody have a nice weekend? I hope so. Uh, I drove a van for a while in the weekend. I uh, found out recently that um, a Ford Transit van has the towing capacity to pull the pineapple, so that's good news. Didn't know that before. 
um, and that you can rent them at a very reasonably priced uh, with a tow bar. That's a cool story for you there, bro. A cool freaking story. Cool freaking story. Put a load of stuff in a storage locker. Uh, that is a, that's a sort of appendage. Uh, to the cool storage, cool storage, cool storage, bro. Yeah, man. Anyway, I'm just going to draw a little dick here now on the Costa Cup, just so that when I take a sip, it's like sucking a dick. You know, some hairs on it. It's very important when drawing um, penises that you add the hairs on the balls, just to let everyone know that the penis is of legal age. No one wants to. No one wants... You don't want anyone to think you're sucking a child's dick. Okay. That's... I think I could possibly add that to my rules for life. You know, High Rankin's Rules for Life. 12 Rules for Life by High Rankin. Okay, so the first rule... Well, you know, when you're done rescuing your father, you know, who stuck down the well or something. I don't know how he got down there. He shouldn't be going out on his own at his age. But you gotta rescue him, you know, from the belly of the whale in the... In the... In the in the uh, in the well, where he's stuck. No, my first rule for life is don't go on fire. I think that's a really solid start. First rule: do not go on fire. If you're not on fire, things can always be worse because being on fire is worse than not being on fire. Okay, so that's a good good start, isn't it? Uh, two is don't shit your pants. Uh, it's a, I think that's a solid rule to live by. Obviously, it. You know, we all break the rules sometimes, don't we? We all we all sin a little occasionally. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes you're just showing off to a, on a Tinder date, you know? So the second is, is don't shit your pants. Uh, the third um, is don't throw up anywhere other than in a toilet. I think that's, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, I know obviously there are exceptions. Let's say you pull a car over and you just, you're at a... I don't know, a, a lay-by or, a, you know, just in, into a field or something. It's biodegradable. The birds will get it. The worms will take it. It's fine. It's a little gift back to nature. But just generally on the whole, don't throw up anywhere other than a toilet. I think that's good. Don't turn blue in someone else's bathroom. I think it's probably a re pretty reasonable rule for life. It's, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone said it is the height of rudeness to turn blue uh, in somebody else's bathroom. So try not to, you know. I think that's that's a good one. So how many are we out there? Four. Okay, fifth um, is don't give the appearance that you're sucking a child's penis. That's really important. So when, like I say, when with this here, um, this one here I've drawn on here, I've made the balls are very hairy. Just to really, you know, hit that one home, you know, just in case, you know, because people can take stuff the wrong way, can't they? Um, guys, look. Finally, it looks like everything's working. I'm, 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 I'm. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm fed up with this internet routine, this malarkey, this just fucking hijinks, skullduggery. Of, of. I, I think the internet's overrated. I think it's had its day, and I think it might be time to pack it all in. You know, I think. Pff, look, let's go back to newspapers, Telegram, the at actual Telegrams, not the social network where you bloody. The only people, on, as far as I can work out, the only people on Telegram are Tommy Robinson and Extinction Rebellion. They're like the only ones. Like that, that's, that's the target market of Telegram, is it? People who want to hear from Extinction Rebellion and Tommy Robinson. Apparently the Extinction Rebellion lot communicate almost entirely in emojis. Very confusing. I, I imagine the Tommy Robinson lot as well, to be honest. It's just like the England flag 
and I don't know, angry faces. I, who knows? Um, guys, look, let's, what have we got news-wise? The Iranian Hulk has signed a deal to become a bare-knuckle boxer. I don't know if you've ever seen the Iranian Hulk. Uh, he's a big boy. He is a thick boy. He's an Iranian thick boy, and he'll biff you up. Oh, my God, look at Gillian McKeith. Fucking hell. Um, check out the state of her. Who would imagine taking health advice from her? Um, anyway, look, here's the Iranian Hulk. He is a big boy. Look at them titties. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's he looks like a cartoon character. Like if you look at his Instagram, like he really just looks. Look at him. Look at his shoes. Look what's going. On. Why are the the proportions of everything are all off? You know, he's been drawn. That's not a human, is it? Nice beret. Okay, good stuff, yeah. I'd be very surprised if he could fight. Very, very surprised. Um, he's not short of challenges. MMA star Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega previously throwing his hat into the ring for a go at the big man. Brian Ortega would beat the living daylights out of him. He would buzz around him like a hornet. Nip, nip, pick, 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 pick. Tire the big man out, strangle him unconscious. I, I would bet you any money. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're going to, okay, so, well, all right, let's just get straight into this. He's 177 kilos. He's a hell of a thick boy. Wow. Uh, the internet sensation known as the Iranian Hulk has signed a deal to become a bare-knuckle boxer. Standing at six foot two and boasting arms and chest that Arnold Schwarzenegger will be proud of. Uh, Sajid, uh, Sajad uh, Garibi, shot to fame after stunning fans with his colossal frame. He's bloody massive. Uh, but not content with his army of social media followers, the 177-kilo unit has signed up with the Bare Knuckle Boxing Fighting Championship. Maybe he'll fight the GOAT, um, a.k.a. Artem, Lo Artem Lobov. That would be a nice fight. Uh, his upcoming bout was announced in a promotional video during the preliminary broadcast of BKFC 9 yesterday. Um, and while it didn't confirm the Giants' opponent, who the Giants' opponent would be, some fucking can, I would imagine... Uh, the promo was tagged with the words, World War Three, USA versus Iran. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Going in. Uh, year 2020. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'll watch it. I'm happy to watch it. Later on in the evening, uh, BKFC president, David Feldman, said, this guy's going to make his bare-knuckle fighting championship debut early 2020. We're going to have a show entitled USA versus Iran, World War Three. He's literally our biggest signing we've ever had. Uh, but he's going to make his way over to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. He's going to make a home here. And we expect really, really big things from the Iranian Hulk. Okay. So who will be the big man to go up against him? Earlier this year, he announced that he would be jumping in the cage to make his MMA debut. Yeah, with uh, the Brazilian Hulk or whatever he's called. He said he was going to tear his head off. Sadly, however, we didn't get to see the two go at it. Uh, apparently, the opponent pulled out. Who knows? Well, I think it would be fun. I'd like to see. I would be very surprised if he was a talent. If he's a talented boxer, very surprised indeed. But I would like to be surprised. You know, maybe, you know, maybe he's like an undiscovered talent of you know of Mike Mike Tyson ilk. I think it's unlikely though. Um, you know, from my years, obviously, of you know combat sport, you know knowledge, you know, and sort of academia in a way. You know, I'm going to say, big cunt's going to get put on his bum. 
Anyway, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. Um, Perth man fined two and a half grand for ripping Kevin the Kookaburra's head off. Uh, so this is uh, po- uh, out Paulie's way in um, uh, the alleged Australia. Uh, gentleman in a pub. Look, see, I understand I understand the plight of uh, of this man. I, don't, I think two, two and a half grand is a little bit rich. But anyway, the Kookaburra is effectively taking the role of the seagull in these parts of Australia. Come sweeping down, nicking chips, fucking with your kids, you know. You know, try. You know, they're on the Lolita Express. They're just out there causing trouble. Anyway, some dude. I think he was on meth. Anyway, he's trying to smoke his meth. Kevin the Kookaburra comes over, starts fucking with him, grabs Kevin the Kookaburra, tears his head off at a pub in a pub beer garden. Um, much to the dismay of is that him? Is it? Much to the dismay of uh, horrified onlookers. Yeah, the case of Kevin the Kookaburra shocked and horrified Australia. Considering the bird is one of the nation's most famed birds, it was particularly unsettling to hear that a man had allegedly ripped the head off a popular local kookaburra. The lawyer of the man doing the head ripping, um, his defence was basically that Kevin was asking for it. So somewhat victim blaming, but he was, you know. Do you want to go back into bed? All this whooping and hollering is not doing anyone any favours, is it? Perth man Daniel Welfare was dining at the Parkville Tavern, which I believe Paulie's wife works at, um, at the Parkville Tavern, just outside Perth, uh, when the bird, locally named Kevin... How do they know it's Kevin? He's so got a name badge on. Swooped in and nicked some food off his plate. The bloke was so incensed by the act that he allegedly grabbed the bird and decapitated it in front of horrified onlookers. Um, he... Very much has the look of that's not a knife, this is a knife, isn't it? Like, okay, it does it looks less methy. I like that he's got a dog with a muzzle on in the background. That's a good start, isn't it? Is this a Polaroid? Well, the RSPCA and West Australian Police started an investigation to see whether welfare would be charged with animal cruelty. Uh, the Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions announced on Friday that they had settled on a two, two and a half grand fine. Thanks to the assistance of the WA police force and the staff and patrons of Parkville Tavern, an individual has been issued with a two and a half grand infringement for unlawful take of fauna. Right, did he keep it? Spokes, uh, spokesperson said, this is the first time a person has been fined the maximum amount for this type of offence since new laws came into force on January the 1st. Even though kookaburras are not native to Western Australia, they are classified as fauna under the Act, which means people are not allowed to take or disturb them without lawful authority beard up my nose is driving me insane um according to the sydney morning herald authorities are still continuing their investigation into the matter and further punishment hasn't been ruled out they may well smack his body in front of the whole town put him in the socks and smack his body the stocks uh it's a cool story for you uh the, you know, where they stick you in there, put your head through things and throw rotten vegetables at you. Um, that was just, the throwing the rotten vegetables was just the tip of the iceberg. Apparently, if you were to be put in the stocks, you would often die there because you'd be left there for a few days and people would generally come up to you and have their way with your bum hole. And after a few days of that, uh, people had a tendency to bleed to death uh, from the significant anal trauma caused by half of the town buggering you to death. Um, so not as much fun, really, as 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 they might seem. You know, often people people like to say, "Bring back the stocks." You know, they're sort of the same sort of people that like to say, "Send them all home." Um, but I I don't know whether or not they're they're to be listened to, really, or taken that seriously. 
The Parkville Tavern has apologised to anyone who witnessed the horrifying incident, but the lawyer representing welfare reckons the whole incident has been blown out of proportion. There he is. Ross Williamson told Nine News Perth, The kookaburra's in dangerous it's a fucking invasive species, mate. In, in Western Australia, until recently, you fucking shoot them, mate, with impunity. The people used to fucking yeah, do that as community service, mate, and get a fucking award for doing that sort of thing, mate. You're a disgrace. That particular bird I've reports on, it's attacked children, it's injured the faces of children. The bird is or was a fucking sexual terrorist, mate. It's out there, it's working, it fucking knows where Jelaine Maxwell's at. Dangerous nuisance animal, and the Parkville Tavern should have done something about it, mate. I hear nothing about the police investigating and prosecuting people for making threats to harm, kill, and rape my clients. I call on police to do that and investigate criminal vigilantes. What the fuck is going off on the one now? You confirm that his client left the country for a period of time after chopping, copping a load of intense threats from people on social media. Okay. Um, I don't know what we're learning from this. What's the moral of the story here? You know, kookaburras is as kookaburras does, as is uh, odd Australian geezers like this fella. Mr. Welfare. Okay, I guess the name is ironic. Danny, Danny Welfare. Wow, yeah. You look at my fucking Sheila, mate. I'll chop your fucking dick off. You know how that kookaburra? I'll, se- I'll separate your dick from your body like that. separate that kookaburra's fucking head, mate. Weird accent. Very weird accent. Guys, look, what have we got in terms of sheath throwers? There is a new camo and crooked. Camo and crooked featuring Jury the Damager. So that's uh, worth playing now, I guess. Too dangerous, rhymes too murderous, beats too treacherous. You can't counter this. We set it off and you scramble like you under attack. But don't run that booming sound is just a banging track. Camel crooked J Rule do more damage than the Razorback. Space age, forget the Glock, I cock the laserback. Scientific madness, repping still a weapon, carbon black. So be alarmed, we dropping bombs, not fixing but fact. I swing the mic and chop it down like a lumberjack. We about to blow it up, so where my people at? People at? People at? None other than the Ellis, Ellis, Ellis There's a lot going on in this. 
giving traditional drums a miss. Style too dangerous, flow too murderous, beast too treacherous, you can't handle this. Mike technician here to heat it up, so feel the friction. Obliterate when I disintegrate the competition. You know how we do to blow it back, yo, that's our only mission. It's ringing from the bank, the flash is torture vision. Cold flows, so fridge around, wizard or Mike magician. Camo and crooked on the beat, and they the bomb technician. Keep the precision of this collaborative composition. In addition, witness the damage that's done. It's about to blow up. Three, two, one. None other than the Ellis, Ellis, Ellis Dividing opinion in the chat. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, I don't. Well, I'm not sure if it's necessarily supposed to be. It, it probably requires a VIP or a remix or something for playing out. I don't know why I'm looking at this quite so critically. I tell you what, I would like. I'd like to be driving a van somewhere and to be listening to Radio One and that come on. Oh, I'd like it then. Oh, I'd really like it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's more a sort of. It feels like a little bit more of a radio. Uh, thing than a club i think it's a bit of fun man i, I like it you know what why 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 are people so upset well they're not really it's just you know slight dividing of opinion i think it's good you know i don't know, i think they're nice boys i think they're handsome i think they're good looking and i i would if they were up for it and my missus would give me a pass I, i'd have a threes up why not you know just get good pub points off of that. That'd get the lads in the DMB Talk Facebook group going, wouldn't it? Yeah? Hey? Hey? Live streaming that. They'd let you live stream that in the DMB Talk Facebook group. I tell ya. Okay, now the drum and bass industrial complex would not know what to do. Unbelievable. Guys! Uh, NWN point flow copy multipath subflow counts called on non-multipath connection. Uh, it's causing issues with SeekBar. This is the hottest uh, new question uh, that I posted on Stack Overflow that nobody is answering. Uh, so if anyone 
uh, does know, I'm building a radio podcast streaming app and have been getting a few. The following note in the output terminal. That's the NWM point flow, copy multipath, subflow counts called on non-multipath connection. Um, I've been ignoring it as it didn't seem to affect anything, but now it seems to be affecting the use of a UI slider as a seat bar to skip further or earlier in the track. I'm aware that multipath is to help the stream go seamlessly from Wi-Fi to 4G, but I can't work out how to implement it into my player. And nobody is helping me! These fucking Stack Overflow boys, they're going to come in and sort out all your problems. They're like a gang of... I don't know. They're like a gang of friendly, burly Turks from the local kebabby who, when they hear the girl next door's boyfriend's knocking her about, they bowl in there and kick seven shades of shit out of him. That's that's what they're supposed to be like, yeah? They're like, when you have a rental property and the lunatic smackheads who are in there refuse to leave and you say, "You you have an hour to leave, then I'm going to come round with the lads, yeah, and they'll make you leave. And you never actually come round with the lads because you know they'll be gone within an hour. But if you went back and they weren't there, the lads you would call, those, but that's what these Stack Overflow boys are supposed to be like. But they're never there. Fucking God. None of them are any interested in sorting out my multi path connection issues. I'm sickened by it. It's appalling. It's an absolute disgrace. Two chemistry professors arrested for cooking meth in real life Breaking Bad. Wow. Okay. This looks like fun. Uh, two chemistry professors have been confu- accused of being confused of making methamphetamine in school. In the school, in in the school they work at. That is very foolish. And scenes reminiscent of Breaking Bad. Bradley Allen Rowland, forty, and Terry Bateman, forty-five, were both arrested and taken into police custody on Friday as. Stated in a press release from the Clark County Sheriff's Department, uh, they were picked up by authorities and a narcotics task force. Uh, Bateman and Rowland were the subject of an investigation originating with Henderson State University Chief of Police John Campbell, uh, the Sheriff's Office. Both men are associated prof- associate professors at the Henderson State University in Ar- uh, Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas. Sars and were charged with manufacturing methamphetamine and using drug paraphernalia. The research facility in the university was closed on 8th of October after reports of the chemical smell, according to a statement released. I want to see pictures of their meth lab. What's going on? Was it as good as Breaking Bad? Uh, the research facility, yep. Environmental health were called in and air filters were checked, uh, with some windows being removed to ventilate the building. It was reopened on the 29th. Well, it's closed for a while. The report by the New York Times, lab tests apparently found traces of benzyl chloride. The chemical uh, is often used to make meth, as well as other uses. Tina V. Hall, a university associate president of marketing and communications, said the two men went on administrative leave. She said the safety of our students and faculty and staff is top priority. We continue to cooperate with the authorities. However, she did not confirm that Roland and Bateman were suspected of using school property to make meth. Although it would be a lot more fun if she did. Be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, in the article about the teacher in the school's news outlet, the Oracle, who's referring to Henderson Heiselberg, the alias of Walter White, the main character in Breaking Bad, in the interview he gave praise to the show, saying, "I thought it was a great show. It was spot on and accurate when it came to the science, and it has gotten a younger, newer generation interested in methamphetamines. I feel like it's a wonderful recruiting tool." Uh, They are scheduled to appear in the Clark County District Court once charges are formally agreed upon by the prosecutor. The investigation is ongoing. 
That's a bit of fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a bit of fun. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, Israel Foluar uh, links Aussie bushfires with legalising same-sex marriage. you damn right, man. Yep. A couple of fellas marrying fires. The connection is easy once you see it. <laughs> Former Wallaby Israel... Uh, oh, is he the dude... Uh, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> God, he's fucking insane. He's the rugby player, right? This has a, has a tendency to say crazy things because um, he's a very religious. Um, and he hates the gays. The sacked rugby union star has told followers of his Sydney church that the Lord above is punishing Australians, Australians for legalising same-sex marriage and abortion. Right, okay. Four people have died. Hundreds of homes and sheds have been destroyed. Press have to pay respect to the sheds. Uh, and hundreds more animals have perished as a result of the dozens of bushfires. Um, if only fellas would stop getting married, then these fires would not come back. The sermon delivered to followers yesterday alleged that it can't be a coincidence... <laughs> can't be a coincidence that the raging infernos have come just after the public and pol polit political vote on same-sex marriage and abortion. The message that I want to speak about today is mainly for the people that are outside the church within the world. I've been looking around at the events that have been happening in Australia this past couple of weeks uh, with all the natural disasters, the bushfires, the droughts and all of these things that are currently happening that never, ever happened before. There was never, there were no bushfires Nothing. There was never a drought. No natural disasters in Australia until they signed that bit of paper that said two fellas could get married. Two fellas. It would be okay for a couple of fellas to make a contract with the government to say they love each other and intend at this point in time to spend the rest of their lives with each other. But because of that, now it's the end of the goddamn world. Yeah, well, you fucked up, Australia, didn't you? You fucked up. Oh, dear. I'm doing this out of love for people to be able to hear this message and receive it with open hearts. I'm speaking to Australia. They have changed this law and changed the ordinance. They've changed the law and legalised same-sex marriage. And now those things are okay in society, going against the laws of what God says. Does he, though? Uh, abortion is not okay to murder and kill infants, unborn children, and they deem that to be okay. The scripture is speaking to Australia. You have changed the law and changed the audience. Look how these rapid bushfires, these droughts, all of these things came in a short period of time. It's undoubtedly connected. It, you know, he's, he's got a good point, you know, and as a man of God, you know he's trustworthy, as all men of God are. There's what I like about uh, being like a... Uh, you know, a, a, a sort of religious fundamentalist type, um, is that you actually basically get to go around doing whatever you want and then you just do a little bit of sort of repenting. You do a little bit of confessing. Like, particularly if you take Catholicism, right? You can go out, do all the sinning that you want and then just go and confess and it's all okay. You know, so it's a pretty... It's like a kind of get-out-of-jail-free card for being a cunt, uh, which is nice. I'd like to have one of those. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll turn to Catholicism, you know? And then I can just, I can basically compile like a list throughout the week of all my general cunty behaviour. And then I can just go in, I can see the priest, 
tell him everything, tell him all the juicy goss. He can tell me that I'm forgiven and I'll suck him off. You know, just that that's the way it works. It's pretty cool, right? I I think that works for everyone. It kind of like it's sort of neutralize it's sort of kind of neutralizing your karma in a way. Karma, it makes you karma neutral. Yeah. It, I mean, you could probably do it without maybe you don't need the religious component maybe it could be like it could be like a carbon neutral carbon neutral program whereby you go oh i'm going to go on a long haul flight that's quite carbon heavy so therefore i'll donate some money to people to plant trees and that's going to even it out so then what you do is you go all right well there are some charities that just go around doing nice stuff for people you know helping old ladies across the road you know, tousling the hair, little freckle-faced boys. Nice stuff, you know, like helping, help, helping a housewife in with her shopping. That sort of thing, like simple, nice stuff, telling other people they look nice. Going, oh, you look nice today. Well, have you done something with your hair? No, well, I have, yeah, but thanks for noticing. That sort of stuff, yeah, you could donate a load of money to them and that will basically give you carte blanche to go around being an absolute arsehole all day long, just living your best life as a complete cunt. You get and you live karma neutral. That I'm right. Why does it always fall to me to come up with the best ideas? Yeah, right. Dragon's Den, Banner Time. How much are you gonna give me? Yeah, you should just give it to me. You shouldn't want any of it back. Yeah, you're an arsehole. Why don't you pay me some money? Yeah, see, it's an arsehole tax, basically. You know, why not? What you know, if you're all on about taxing the rich harder, why not do it like that? Yeah. A little stealth tax somewhere. Naughty one percent stealth tax or something on all earnings over pff, half a mil. You know, just naughty look hey, not gonna notice a one percent, little naughty one percent stealth tax. And it's going to pay, I don't know, Jen or someone to go around being extra nice to people. You know, just yeah, sounds pff, works for me, man. Works for me. Anyway, this dude's clearly out of his mind. Um, but good content for the show, I guess. So swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Swings and roundabouts. Guys, what have we got? There's a new submarine bit. Where's it hiding? Here it is. It's called Fate. Uh, I'm excited. I haven't actually heard it yet. This was a sort of including playlist on site. Oh, it's an EP. Ugh. Ugh. Five, five tracks. Five new submarine tracks. Lovely. Oh, yes. Anyway, have you lot solved my Stack Overflow question yet, please?
like this bit the best. Yeah, that submarine, uh, it's called Fate. Uh, well, I mean, the submarine bit was just sort of at the end. I don't know, it's a nice bit. Looking forward to you. Shut up. In your bed. On your rug. Um, yeah, uh, well, keen to get into the rest of it. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing more of that over the coming week. Um, yeah, guys, uh, police. Pa- uh, police raid illegal rave in Carpet Right. Uh, store in Kent bit of fun last night police descended on an illegal rave uh, where more than a thousand people had taken over a disused retail store uh, there is a um video here we'll have to put up with the shonky lad bible video player destroyed we're here about this madness at carpet right it's true it's an illegal rave boy yeah man in carpet right <laughs> <laughs> That's a great location for a rave. A disused carpet right is an absolutely perfect rave location. They've done well there. Uh, footage has emerged on social media of party guys packing into a derelict carpet right warehouse in Strood Retail Park, Kent, for a suspected unlicensed music event. Uh, police were called at about 11.30pm after they received reports of antisocial behaviour from people attending the site. So always got to be some cunt that ruins it, doesn't there? There's always some cunt ruining it. One man was arrested and the whole building was cleared, uh, which had a full lighting rig and sound system set up. Videos show people dancing to drum and bass inside the store with an impressive light show and makeshift decks. The fuck do you think makeshift decks are? Who wrote this? Amelia Ward. Makeshift de- that seems like they're decks made out of like cardboard boxes or something. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Uh, police uh, can be seen squeezing under a half open shutter into the warehouse before police arrive to shut it down. Oh, people can be seen squeezing under it before the police come and are fucking killjoys. After leaving the party, people could be seen walking towards the train station, as reported by Kent News Live. Police confirmed a 39-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of conspiring to commit a public order offence and supplying a psychoactive substance, nitrous oxide. Is that an offence? Police spokesman Steve Knight said, Kent police officers attended Strood Retail Park following reports of antisocial behaviour by young people travelling to the location. Listen, young people, yeah? If you're going to go to a legal rave, yeah? Why not do everyone at the rave a favour and not behave like a cunt on the way to or from said rave, yeah? You're ruining it for everybody. Like, back when I used to go to raves up on the Downs, yeah, you would be, you would be very... Like, you're going to drive up there across the Downs, don't drive up there with your windows down, blaring out fucking tunes... Because all you're going to do is alert all the people that live on the way up to it that there's something going on. 
right? And you try and you try and clear up after yourself, or like, like any sort of good free party goer would. Young people today, though, these fucking millennials, they're probably these Gen Z types. They're probably throwing their vape rigs on the ground, you know, leaving Tide Pods all over the place and bloody hemorrhoid cream. I don't know. It was established that a suspected unlicensed music event was being held inside a disused warehouse with a significant number of people in attendance. Officers remained at the location to pretend, prevent any potential breach of the peace, ensure public safety, and identify if any criminal offences had been committed. Inquiries are ongoing. According to the news outlet, police are still in attendance this morning. Uh, another similar incident happened last year when police shut down an illegal Easter bank. Oh, an illegal Easter bank holiday party in a former Toys R Us store in West London. Yeah, five people were arrested with authorities even seizing their sound system. That's a nice bit of graph. Raves are us. Nice. Like it. Like the use of the uh, anarchist A in rave as well. I think that's that's a choice. Choice. Uh, that left the party goers with little to no chance of a party at Raves Are Us, as famous uh, Toy Brands logo was edited to say. Apparently, as a bit of banter by the operators. Yeah, right. Okay. The police later warned potential attendees on Twitter not to travel to the area as police were turning people away. Massive rave, as it had been planned, didn't end up, didn't even have the chance to get started at the boarded up Toys R Us in Hounslow and before the cops showed up. Well, someone obviously knocked on them, didn't they? Fucking knocks. Unbelievable. That's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Um, £9.7 million lottery winner Michael Carroll now works seven days a week as a coal man. Coal miner. Coleman. Coleman's mustard. He works for Coleman's mustard. Um, the former bin man, who scooped 9.7 million National Lottery jackpot back in 2002, spent his entire fortune and worked seven days a week as a coal man, coal man in Scotland. Despite blowing a fortune uh, that would last most folks a lifetime, uh, Michael Carroll claims that he is happier now he has his life back. Yeah, you've always sort of wondered, don't you? When you see people, I mean, he's clearly mad, but, you know, you see, like, normal, like, sensible people with common sense, sensible types get lottery money, and it and it can just sort of ruin people's lives. But you always think, ah, oh, not me. <laughs> I'd be smart enough to, to, to use it well. I think that. I think that if I won the lottery, I'd, I'd do a very good job of spending it, and it would only enhance my life and... No, I'm not saying it would enhance the lives of others in any way, shape, or form, but it would enhance my life, I think. I think I could, I would make sure of that. 36-year-old won the gigantic prize after buying a ticket for £1 and immediately left his job on the bins and started living a lavish lifestyle. Rather than moping about his loss, he says that he's had an incredible ride and, and has no regrets about spending his money in such a short amount of time. Yeah, so he had like a mansion, and in the garden of the mansion, he'd turned it into like a stock car racing track. And they were just buying shitty clapped out cars and racing them around the garden in some super like rich part of town. <laughs> really winding the neighbours up. He had a racehorse called King of the Chavs. He was he was wild. Michael, who now lives up in Scotland, squandered the jackpot on drink, drugs, sex, and living the life. He appeared in court more than thirty times. And the nickname King of the Chavs and drove luxury cars, living in three expensive mansions. He told the mirror, it didn't go wrong. It was the best 10 years of my life for a pound. For a pound? Yeah. I don't look back with any regrets, that's for sure. It was 10 years of fun for a pound. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> He's got a good outlook on life. 
Uh, I wouldn't want to turn the clocks back, uh, but I live a good, free lifestyle now, and I'm happier because I've got my life back. I'm surprised he hasn't started a podcast. Very surprised. There he is. He's got coal on him. Uh, he's got a hat on. He looks, uh, sort of, I mean, he looks well, you know? He looks, like, calm. You know, he looks at one with the world and with nature and just sort of back in, in his rightful place. You know, nature abhors a vacuum. And it has sucked him back into normal life. Uh, that wasn't enough. Uh, it was, oh, during the during the years after the win, he immediately gave away four million of his winnings, uh, one million each uh, to his now ex-wife Sandra and her mum, one million to his mum and aunt. Uh, that wasn't enough to save his marriage, however. That left him with just his wild lifestyle of party holidays, fast cars, and fast living, and uh, to fall back on. By 2012, even that had deserted him. His mansion had fallen into disrepair and been sold. And he had been barred from every single pub within miles of his houses. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's now moved to Scotland to start an, uh, for a new start and rents a £500 a month house and often walks to work. Uh, he does still have to go... He does still have a go on the lottery, though. In February, he told the son, If I won again, I'll be down the yard uh, at six every morning just to keep out of trouble. People often say to me, what does it feel like to have lost all that money? I tell them I didn't lose it. I spent it. I'd, I'd like to have him on the show. Is it better to have the cash and to have lost it than to have never had it at all? Well, that's a good question, Tom Wood. And possibly, possibly the most, you know, the most interesting, philosophical and thoughtful thing you've ever said in your two-bit excuses for journalism. Uh, he's a Twin Peaks enthusiast, guys. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I think I think that's a nice picture as well. What do you think? That's iPhone portrait mode. Don't know. It's nice. I like it. He just, you know, he's yeah. He comes home, has a bath. It's all, all you know, I feel like he probably lives in in one of those sort of really like old like. I don't know if you've ever read Road to Wigan Pier by George Orwell, but the houses that he describes in there are the sort of mining communities that have... I mean, it just sounds like hell on earth. But I imagine him sort of living in something like that. There's probably a dozen of them all living in about three rooms or just huddled around a wood burner, you know, or probably a coal burner of some kind. And he maybe washes once a week, you know, earns about five five quid a month or something. But yeah, he's happy. Yeah, it's fun. It's camaraderie down the mines, you know. Um... Although almost exclusively men down down the mines, I mean, terrible sexism and discrimination, obviously, because I mean women are queuing up to work down the mines, but you know the patriarchy are keeping them out. They're saying no way, men only, no bitches allowed. It's unbelievable. I mean, if, if if that discrimination wasn't going, it would almost certainly be fifty fifty women down the mines. So I've got started. Stop me starting. Why don't people stop me starting? I need to stop and start and start and stop and start and starting. Man claims wind blew bag of coke into his car. Worth a try, buddy. Worth a try. Uh, despite unique explanation, cops decided to bust Florida man 37. November 15th, during a traffic stop, a Florida man told police that the wind may have blown a bag of cocaine residue into his vehicle, according to the arrest affidavit. Cops in Fort Pierce last month pulled over a vehicle driven by Joseph Zach 37 after the car did not pause at a stop sign around 9.40pm, uh, with Zach's sedan still in motion. An officer spotted Zach making furtive movements, leaning over towards the centre console 
as attempting to discharge an item out of the passenger window. After Zach's auto came to a stop, an officer approached the car and saw the suspect trying to conceal an open can of Budweiser. Subsequent search of the car turned up a glass crack pipe, a clear baggie uh, with a whitish residue, uh, which tested positive for crack cocaine. Uh, police reported. Questioned, questioned about the baggie, Zach, seen above, denied ownership of the item and claimed that the police or the wind must have placed it there. Well, more likely the police than the wind, I would say. Bishop above, Zach was subsequently arrested on multiple charges and booked into the St. Lucie County Jail, uh, which he was later released on a bond from. Zach, who works as a painter, is scheduled for a December 3rd uh, arraignment hearing. Well, Zach, you know, best of luck to you, champ. You know, brother. Come on. Come on, brother. It's all this about, brother. You know, you could turn your life around, brother. Just turn to Jesus. Come on. Turn, if you turn to Jesus, maybe, maybe he'll start one less wildfire, you know, one less Australian bushfire. You know, why? Okay, so, all right, let's say that the gay marriage uh, causes the bushfires. We've had gay marriage in the UK for a little while now. I've not seen any bushfires. You know, riddle me that. Um, what's his name? Israel rugby player boy. Rugger boy. Israel rugger boy. Riddle me that. Guys, end of the show, but beginning of the week. And as I mentioned earlier about honking the Johnson of reality, it's got to be done. You know, get down on your, on your bandaged knees and just really absorb the schlong of life, okay? Because otherwise you've got to lick the, the anus of life and... I don't know which is worse. I genuinely, I don't know which is worse. Uh, guys, look, thank you very much to everyone that's supporting our Liberty on. Uh, you could, I could, you could make the argument that donating on Patreon offers you some sort of karma neutrality. Let's go with it. If you donate to Patreon, the threshold Patreon, that is, you get to, um, you get to do behave like an arsehole with impunity. You get to. Um, Call all women bitches for a day, and they're not allowed to say anything in retort. Um, you get to use the N word once. No, it's not true. None of it. Is, none of this is true. You, but you get to kick a kid that's not your own. Not hard, not to leave a mark, but just to let it know. Like on a train, someone's kids just acting up, and get away with it. That'd be cool. That's worth a tenner a month alone. That that is worth the entrance fee alone. It really is. Just being able to kick a kid, yeah, just kick a kid. Nice. Greg, Greg Geek kicked a lot of kids. God bless him. Anyway, the VIP list is as follows: Greg Cornford, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kaziski, Mike Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Gla uh, Lillian Sub, Richard Franks, Thomas Hall, Chad Ryder, John Finnison, the BDR crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief, Cooper, Gennady Lightfield, James Barry, Henry Bartendo, Lady Swiftington, Leon the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, the with no STDs, Ames MC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Anderson, Tyron Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Dark Progressive Sidetrons is actually superior to drum and bass. Chris Breaks the Build, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, General, Jeremy Flat, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, 
Tom Robinson, Dab Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Cosmic Woff, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Downer, Sarah Hunt, The Hitchmuffs, L Tech Bell, Willay, Ben Virgo, Den Tweed, Lee Salazar, Big Watch, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Tom Skipper, unfortunately, it's George DC, Anthony Sharp, Claudia Lashmir, Bernish, Ren Roche, Timmy, John Forsyth, Anderson, Pierce, and Godlike, MC Hammer, Daddy, Your Mum, Lynn, Large Vice, Big Eight, Chapter 13, and Grant Shepherd. Guys, thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. for more coffee and more memes. Uh, I love you. Uh, We'll see you in hell. Okay. Goodbye. God bless you.